Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Thursday to you all. I hope that you're having a fantastic day today, whether it's just beginning in the middle or towards the end. I hope that it's going really well. Um, I, yeah, I just love Thursdays. I love Thursdays because you're so close to the weekend, yet you still have another day or two if you want to count the whole day of, one, of Thursday to get your act together and get ready for the weekend and finish any work that you might be behind on or needing to catch up on. So I just love Thursdays. Um, if you're having a hard time today in dealing with um, some problems, some issues, I just encourage you to take the five minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to be by yourself and to take an opportunity to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there because you're allowed to do this as many times as you want in the day, week, month, or year. You know, there is no shame or harm in restarting your day because it just gives you a fresh start and you're not holding on to anything negative. You're just moving past it. Not necessarily like forgetting that it ever happened, but making that mental shift to move past it and solve it and then move past it and go on with your day. Um, So yeah, I encourage you to do that. Also, it gives you the opportunity to um, take a break from any burdens, anxieties, issues, stress, problems that you are currently dealing with. And if you are dealing with a problem head on that does require a resolution, I always encourage you to spend some time problem solving that in your five minute reset so you can go back with a resolution and um, serve it to the problem and then be able to move forward from that as soon as possible possible. I always encourage everyone to make a quick list of at least four items or four things that you are grateful for. They can be really big things, really small things, really medium-sized things. Uh, Maybe you're super grateful that football is starting back today. That's definitely one of my things that I'm grateful for. Maybe you are grateful that fall is coming in, like the weather is chilling down if you live in the northern hemisphere. Um, Or maybe if you live in the southern, you're really excited for um, spring. I'm guessing spring is happening right now. And uh, that's coming along. So that's really exciting. Or maybe you're grateful for snuggles with your cat or your dog or your bunny or whatever it is. Um, There are so many things to be grateful for. So I encourage you to make a list of at least four of them. And then last but not least, make sure before you leave your five minute reset that you feel um, at least neutral, if not positive about the rest of your day so that you do not pass along your negative attitude to anyone else and that you really, um, you know, get feel totally immersed in the mindset shift and change a perspective that creating a gratitude list can give you and realize that despite what you're going through, there are still positive things happening in your life and you need to focus more on those and the negative things um, outside of problem solving so that you are able to get through that really hard time. However, I do hope that you're having a fantastic day. In addition to the five-minute reset, which is something that I suggest everyone do every single time um, for every single episode, today, September 10th, is um, National Suicide Awareness Day, and I just wanted to let you know that if you are struggling with suicide or suicidal ideation and thinking about doing that or hurting yourself in any way. Um, I know it seems very generic, but I do encourage you to talk to someone that you trust about that, whether it's a friend or a family member, a counselor. Um, You can always call the hotline. They're very helpful. Um, I've even called just the mental health helpline when I just needed help um, coping with so much stress and, um, 
you know, you may not know this, and it's something that I will talk about at some point in this podcast, um, not today, but in the future, um, but I um, used to struggle with cutting, or also known as like self-mutilation, and um, I've definitely had thoughts of suicidal ideation um, years before, so um, I understand part of that struggle, and just talking to someone that I didn't know actually really helped me. I didn't really want to talk to anyone that I knew personally, and uh, because I just felt like it was so awkward, but actually talking to a stranger on the phone was really helpful, and then talking to a counselor that, you know, that I knew, but I didn't really know personally, like personally, personally in my everyday life, that was, it was easy to talk to her about those things. So I just encourage you that if you're struggling with that, to talk to someone, you know, if you would like more information on resources or more suggestions on what to do, I encourage you to send me an email, which is um, real positive girl podcast at gmail.com. Um, but again, please reach out to someone, anyone to ask for help so that they can assist you in any way they can, and they can seek out more help in addition to that. Um, and if you are not struggling with that, but you know, someone that is, I encourage you to reach out to them. Even if you might, if they might've phrased it as a joke, it's not a joke. And a lot of times people that are going through that struggle will frame it as something that's funny and entertaining, but deep down it's really true. And I also encourage everyone to, um, you know, it's easy to encourage people to call a hotline or talk to someone, but another thing that you can do without even like having to immerse yourself into someone else's life is just to continue to spread kindness and love to everyone that you come across so that people um, on the street that you don't even know are going through a hard time will get a smile and uh, maybe a hi or someone will open the door for them or whatever and then they'll know the kindness is still in the world and maybe they will change their mind on wanting to leave this world. So. Um, there's that on that. And it's very important for me to mention. Um, just a reminder that this week we were talking about minimalism and the mind. And today, Thursday, we're going to specifically talk about slowing down to create mental peace. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. I wanted to talk about mental peace because part of the amazing thing about minimalism is that with less comes more and more peace is part of that. And peace of mind is one of those things that I've think that all of us really desire to have um, more often than not in our lives. I think that a lot of times a lot of the stress and anxiety that exists in our life is also driven by us, by us allowing it to be in our life or causing it You know, either way, obviously some of it's going to be outside of our control, but we are able to also figure out how to rein in um, our reactions and find the best way to respond to those type of feelings or situations and experiences that bring those to us, then we we will experience more peace of mind and not have to deal with all of those emotions so often. Um, Decluttering your life of physical things will do the same for your mind, meaning bringing you peace. Having less will also help with limiting overstimulation because there is less to be distracted by. And I know that overstimulation is generally talked about with children because 
um, you know, with all the screen time and um, just so like if you were to take your child to multiple events, um, have multiple experiences in one day, it's just too much and it can just be like fatiguing for the mind. Um, But that exists for everyone, adults included, where, you know, if you're spending a lot of time like on your computer or on the phone, social media, um, watching TV, you know, going to different events, doing all the things with all your people and just feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated. There's just too much happening that your mind can't even like um, take a moment to think critically or just to have a break because it's always going because there's so many so many things stimulating it, you know? Um, but yeah, having less uh, things in your life that you don't need will lower that overstimulation so that you can have less distractions. You know, and in- introducing minimalism into your life can really assist in increasing peace of mind, absolutely, because the less things you have in your life will reduce worry and increase organization, which contributes to peace of mind. And it will reduce worry because you won't have as many uh, things to worry about um, having to deal with if there's problems or issues related. Um, You won't have to worry about getting the next new thing so that you feel because you feel like you have to keep up with the joneses you won't have to worry about having too many things or if it breaks or if you lose it and you feel like that's a loss financially Um, those are all things that you can minimize with minimalism also it will increase your organization because you'll have less stuff to organize right Um, you won't have to spend days or hours um, like maybe like the example that i've been using all week is to wash copious amounts of laundry because you have so many clothes and maybe you only wear some of them like half of your wardrobe and the other half is just there like that whole just in case kind of mindset which I feel like is one of the biggest reasons why people won't go into minimalism because there's that fear of like well what if this or that happens but it's also one of the bigger reasons why people do adopt this lifestyle because um, it it allows you to let go of that and kind of live more freely and flexible and just you know adapt as you go along so um, yeah it'll increase organization because you'll have less stuff to actually organize and deal with and have to um, be worried about Um, so but in addition to becoming more minimalistic there are other ways I want to share with you that will help increase general peace of mind for your life and I think that peace of mind is just an amazing gift that you can help impart to yourself because no one really no one really truly wants to live with so many so much stress so much anxiety um, even depression and any other emotions that bring us down or cause us to be in a tizzy or we can just we prefer to be more even keel at least I would and I'm sure I'm speaking for some other people out there and believe me I understand where some people might be coming from when they mention that they'd rather have a life that is stressful because it's high energy and there's always something happening and that's really exciting and fun believe me I used to be in that mindset as well as because I just always want to be busy but for me personally which might relate to you is the reason that I kept so busy is because I was um how do I say this I was I was denying negative emotions that I chose not to deal with. I was trying to push away the trauma 
and any sort of triggers that would happen because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to face it head on. I didn't want to actually go through proper recovery. I just wanted to like kind of put a blanket over the situation and walk away or uh, um, sweep it under the rug, as some people might say, Um, when in reality, it's much better just to face things head on and then not have to worry about it poking its head up later and you just have more peace of mind. So um, I feel like that's the better way to go. So let's go ahead and just jump into some other ways that we can increase our general peace of mind. So the first one is to lower your expectations of yourself and others. It's something that I've talked about before. Expectations are a dangerous game even for yourself because it creates um, expectations and it creates this sense of judgment and comparison as well and feelings of failure and not um, being able to reach these heights that other that we create for ourselves in addition to um, always being disappointed. Having high expectations for others and yourself will only set you up for disappointment. You know, try to be more flexible and go with the flow, which will bring you more peace as you won't be so focused on whether people are living up to your desired potential or not. And just adjust expectations for yourself to be more reasonable. We have to be more reasonable with ourselves and with others. Honestly, I always say that in when it in regards to expectations for other people, um, you should never have expectations for other people because, especially if they don't know about them, because that's a super unfair thing for you to do to them because how are they supposed to know that they have an expectation that they're that you are expecting them to hit if they have no idea you know what I mean um so unless they know about it and that was agreed upon before it's just super unfair and it will just set you up for disappointment because obviously if they don't know then they can't fulfill it and then as in regards to yourself you have to be more realistic with your own expectations because you have to really come into like count in like whether you actually can accomplish whatever goal or achievement that you're going after whatever that high expectation is and whether it's actually reasonable for you to hit it in whatever time frame that you give yourself or if you are missing some sort of component component to actually achieving the goal of the achievement um, then how can you reasonably tell yourself that you have to hit this thing if you are actually unable because of things that you are lacking that are not easy for you to um, to get. So it's just something to consider. You have to be more reasonable with your expectations. And also if you just have low expectations, like I always encourage people not to have expectations for other people. But if you keep your expectations low, then you won't be disappointed. And maybe you'll actually be a lot happier because you realize that people are hitting the minimal expectations that you set. However, it's still a dangerous game because there are going to people be people out there that will not hit those like um, medium size expectations because that's just not who they are. The next one is to spend time doing self-discovery. Self-discovery is something that I have talked about often and spoke about how you it's really good to get to know yourself. I'm sure that I've called it many different names in the podcast like personal development, self-development. You know, just spending time really getting to know yourself is, is the basic of that. And spend the time you would be using for distractions and dealing with unnecessary possessions instead. Uh, um, in, instead of doing all of that, um, get to know yourself better and understand who you are and what you want to work towards. You know, if you haven't 
created any goals for yourself to go after, maybe you should do that, even if they're small ones to build up to a bigger one later. Um, This is especially important if you have been avoiding dealing with some tough emotional things because all the distractions uh, in your life. Like I was mentioning earlier, a lot of times we'll create distractions in our life so that we will not have to um, go through the recovery of dealing with emotional experiences. But with those gone, you have time to hone in and work through your recovery. Self-discovery is super important. If you get to know who you are, what you're all about, what you want to achieve, what you want to go after, the best way for you to actually do that and understand how you work as a person, it'll be much easier for you to achieve your goals. It'll be much easier for you to understand um, how you best work in different types of relationships and how to best go about dealing with stress and anxiety and depression. Honestly, if you get to know yourself and you get to know your triggers and like um, what would cause you to think this way or that way, then you'll become a stronger person in general and be able to go after way more things and uh, achieve them probably a lot quicker than you would without knowing anything about yourself. Uh, The next one is to cut back on the socials. You know, social media is time-consuming and yet another distraction. You know, a a lot of this is about, minimalism is a a lot about like weeding out those distractions that keep us from focusing on the things that are super important. Um, uh, It also brings up feelings of comparison, worry, depression, anxiety, jealousy, and more. And I'm not saying you shouldn't use it at all, but have some personal limitations. And I say personal limitations for social media because I cannot be the one that tells you exactly what those limitations are because they're going to be personal and they are going to be different for every single person. So maybe um, maybe because like, let's say that part of your job is to be on social media. Like I understand that there's jobs out there like that. Well, maybe you use it for work in certain ways, but then outside of work, um, you limit yourself to doing it for just the joy of it to like an hour or two, if that's enough for you. And then you move on to something else because it'll probably be better for your brain to focus on something else and do a different task than it's been doing all day, especially if that is your job. For me, social media is not my job, but I do spend a lot of time on my computer like day in and day out for work. So for me, I do check social media during the day, but there are times where I will just like, you know, push it to the side and have like music or something play in the background as opposed to watching stories all day long on Instagram or even YouTube. So which YouTube is not really a social, but you know what I mean? Like because a lot of the videos I watch are like hauls and what people are up to. So anyway, it's just, it's important to set your own limitations that will, um, will keep you from falling into the trap of comparison, anxiety, jealousy, those kinds of, those kinds of emotions that can come from, um, the different accounts that you may or may not follow. And it's just nice to have limitations on those type of things. So you don't get consumed in, um, the highlights of someone else's life. And even though there's lots of people online that are trying to be more real and authentic, myself included, it's still nice to have a break and just do something else. The next one, what I want to talk about is don't live in the past or worry about the future. I understand that this is something a lot of people talk about and I definitely want to talk about it again because it's something that I struggle with and I am wholeheartedly sure that it's something that a lot of other people struggle with. I know this is easier said than done. Worrying about the future will only cause anxiety and stress due to 
the unchanging uncertainty of it. And reliving your past will just create a dark cloud over your life indefinitely until you actually face those issues head on and go through recovery. Again, it's important. Don't live in the past. If you're just continually living like what you could have, should have, would have done, you know, hindsight is 2020. And yeah, you could go through all those scenarios and be like, well, if this happens again, this, that, like you're telling yourself that you're trying to save yourself from it happening again in the future. But by wasting hours of time coming up with 20 different solutions for how to avoid it in the future isn't necessarily going to help you avoid it um, because it might come in a different way. It might come at you in a different avenue. You never know. And if it does come at you again, then yeah, sure, you're prepared. But honestly, it's not the best way to do it. And if you are going to do it, you're going to reflect back on that experience once, maybe twice at the most, come up with solutions, and then have those in your back pocket and move on. It's not going to be a thing that you do day in, day out. And in regards to worrying about the future, I understand I have anxiety about the future all the time. I'm trying to like scale back on that because um, especially in the time we live right now, uncertainty Certainty is so scary for so many people, but I encourage you to be more laid back and flexible and go with the flow because honestly, there is nothing like you just have to tell yourself. This is what I tell myself. I have to have, they have they have these honest come to Jesus moments with myself. Hey, you don't know what's going to happen. There's literally nothing you can do to prepare. You can do like the minimal things to prepare and do your due diligence, but beyond that you can't continually come up with 20 different plans of what's going to happen living in fear is a waste of your time and energy and you just need to enjoy the time that you have right now because we are not promised tomorrow so i encourage you don't live in the past or worry about the future second to last one is honesty is the best policy which is something i wholeheartedly believe in and i actually do practice um and sometimes it can be tough you know be honest with yourself about everything and honest with others as much as you can and i say as much as you can because i understand and you can fight me on this but i understand that there are going to be times where you necessarily can't be completely honest with someone because you know that it will hurt a relationship to the max or hurt them just personally and you will have to adjust how you tell them the truth again you can fight me on this it's not necessarily that I believe in like little white lies but I just know that there has to be a tactical way that you will go about some honest conversations um but Yes, be honest with others as much as you can. That way you aren't hiding any true feelings or stepping over any of your personal, your own personal boundaries. Personal boundaries are amazing, necessary. You have to have them. If you don't have them, you need to create them. If you need more information on personal boundaries, I encourage you to go back into the archive of this podcast episodes as I talked about personal boundaries for a whole entire week so you can get more information there or use Google. Either one will be helpful to you. Um, but yeah, it's important. You do not want to overstep your personal boundaries. And, you know, by being honest with other people, like if someone asks if you want to do something and you truly don't, but you say, yes, you are definitely overstepping your boundaries. You need to tell them, no, I don't have the capacity to do that or the time or the energy or the knowledge base to help you with that. And you just can't be honest with them. If someone asks you to be honest with them about something, about something that they re- they requested from you, be honest with them because they asked for that. And you can be honest without being a jerk. You know, you just got to have tact when you talk to people, you know, say it in the nicest way you can, not condescending, but be truthful um, in what you say. Just 
say it in a nice way, which is totally possible. And be honest with yourself. You know, if you are trying to convince yourself that you are you know, doing better at something than you actually are, um, that you don't need to try it as hard as at something than you actually are. Um, you know, don't try to fool yourself into thinking that you are better than you are, that you are more capable, that, um, you know, that you can get away with this, that, and the other. And these are real, real moments you're going to have with yourself where you literally have to sit yourself down and be like, listen, you need to stop acting like you have all the time in the world or that you or that all of these things that you're stressing about actually matter because maybe they are not and maybe you truly know that deep down inside that you do not need to be spending all that time and energy on those things really have those come to Jesus moments with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself how why do you expect um you to be honest with anyone else or others to be honest with you because people can see right through that crap so be honest with yourself and others last but not least I encourage you to let go of control and the need for uncertainty. The need for uncertainty goes back to not worrying about the future and, you know, dialing in your anxiety about uncertainty and what's going to happen. You know, I understand the need for certainty to even like not just with the future, but just to know that someone's going to come through for you or something that someone told you is going to happen is going to happen, that you are going to be able to achieve those goals and dreams. Um, But, you know, you have to let go of control and this is coming straight from a control freak. It's really hard. It's really freaking hard. But if you take it day by day and slowly like release control over little tiny things in your life, like maybe you will allow someone else to do laundry in your house. Maybe you'll allow someone else to um, wash the dishes, loads of dishwasher. Dude, I can't do it can't do it um you maybe you'll allow someone else to take your grocery list and go shopping for you maybe you will allow someone else to do other errands and then you can slowly build from there and I understand that you might be like oh chores like that's so easy like okay if that's easier then you need to find something that's a step up from there that you normally wouldn't trust someone with and let go of control and let them do it for you right um especially people want to help And then when you, um, if you have issues with control over like experiences and situations, like let's say you're like the president of a club and you don't want to let anyone do any certain tasks, try to let someone else do those tasks. Try to just like hire out someone else that you don't even know to do those tasks. Like slowly let go of control over things and you will feel more peace and comfort and calm and less stress because you just let it go and you're just gonna, you know, if bad things happen, then you probably will mentally be prepared and be able to swoop in and help fix the situation and learn lessons from that experience and move on. So that's it, you guys. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. I really hope that you liked this episode. And if you liked it and you know someone else that would like it too, I encourage you to share it with them. Um, Again, today is National Suicide Awareness Day. Um, Please, 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 every single day of the year, continue to share love and kindness to others, even if it's just a smile or holding the door open for someone or helping them pick stuff up if they drop it on the ground. Whatever it is that you can show kindness, whatever you can do, continually do it all the time, not just today. And if you are struggling, remember, um, check the description box for my email address, which is realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and let me know if you need anything or you need help finding resources or anytime, not just today, just anytime. 
just anytime. Um, but yeah, check the description box for notes for the show, where to find me on Instagram, which is at Real Positive Girl Podcast. Uh, but until then, happy Thursday. Have an amazing day, you guys. And I'll see you next time. Bye.